Well, hey there, Legacy family. We relaunched our in-person services this morning and we had such an amazing time seeing all of you who came out and joined us. Now, if you didn't make it out today, we love you, we miss you, we're praying for you, and we're so excited about this message from Pastor Brett about what he calls the three basics for believers. Let's dive right in. Give me a hug right quick. I want to hug everybody. Yeah? Now reach around and hug somebody else that you see and know. There you go. Just hug them. You know, you can't, you know. Listen, listen. That's all. We, we had prayer before we got gathered everybody. This sickness is a real thing. Okay? We don't take that lightly. And if you feel like you need to wear a mask, you wear a mask. And if you look at the numbers, it's, it's real. But, you know, we, we still have to serve a mighty God. And, you know, there's all kinds of politics out there about this being this and that. It, it's, it was, you know, it came from a bat. It was homegrown in some lab. Uh, that's all. Forget all that. Jesus is the healer. Psalms 91, we, no sickness. Even if it's homemade, no weapon formed against me will prosper. Come on. We need to have the word of God in our mouth. To combat the fear that we're being attacked with. Amen? If you watch enough TV and, and you look enough at the internet, fear will grip you. But I want to say, guess what? The, Jesus is coming. And there's no sense in getting mad about it. What do you mean by getting mad about it? Well, because you know what? There's a one world government coming. And there's a mark of the beast coming. I'm not taking it. And I'm not for it. But I see that Jesus is coming, and I'm excited about that. So I'm not going to be moved or swayed. And so this is where we're going back. Uh, we're starting a sermon today. But you know, when 2020 started, we talked about 2020 vision. And how many of you know that nothing but all this mess is to get your eyes off of Jesus? To get your eyes off of God? Think about it. I know people are mad, I know people are upset, I know people are scared, but their eyes aren't on Jesus. I know people that are diving into politics, but you know what? Even if we stop the one world government, you still can't go to heaven unless you know Jesus. So our heart and our focus, it has to be the good news. It has to be the gospel. Amen? Okay, it's the gospel, nothing else. Doesn't matter if you've got a job, have a job, don't have a job, if you're suffering, whatever. It's the good news that Jesus came and heaven is your home. We are of another kingdom. Amen? The kingdom of God. And we've already heard two words, and you know what? The main thrust of this sermon is God loves us. God loves us, and everything that we do from here on out, we need to do it in the love of God. Focus on the love of God. And I got three points today. Three basics for believers. I'm going by, I always, I'm trying to stay with the basics. I want to go deep. I want to go, the Holy Spirit said, back up. Hold up. I said, yes, sir. Why? Because if you don't, you get your eyes off Jesus, you're losing the basics. 
the fundamentals. I mean, to walk, fundamentally, you got to take a step. One step at a time. And if you don't take a step, you fall. We don't want to fall, do we? We don't want to fail. We want to walk with God. We want to do what God's, uh, God wants us to do. And so if you've got sermon notes, if you want them, they're in the uh, Connect Center or the Welcome Center. The Connect Center, run back there and get you some. But we're going, number one, walk in love. Walk in love. How many you know God loves us? And we should love God. 1 John 4, 7, and 8. My beloved friends, and I'm reading in the message. So we're going we're gonna to bounce around different. I'm just trying to help you a little bit. Because this one says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone in love is born of God. He that knoweth God, that's in the King James. But let's look at the message just for uh, a different. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. What is the enemy? Number one is to get you out of the love of God. He's wanting to pull you out of the love of God. I hate Washington. I hate politics. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I hate my neighbor. They don't mow their yard. You know? Uh-uh. That's getting you out of you walking by sight, not by love. Doesn't matter what the neighbor mows their yard or not. It's kingdom what we're about. And I'm saying you should mow your yard just like you should brush your teeth. So, so it's kingdom business. And so, so look, everyone who loves God is born of God, experiences a relationship with God. Come on, the love of God pulls us closer to God. The, the person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because God is love. So you can't know Him if you don't love. This is how God showed, us love, showed His love for us. God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. Come on, everybody say, thank you, Jesus, for coming. You know, in Matthew 22, we talked about it. The, 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 the Pharisees came to Jesus and said, Hey, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, to love your Lord, your God. You can put that scripture up there for me. That's Matthew. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul. That's in the next verse. Verse 27, yeah. And he said, love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And then he said the second one. Uh, that's the first and great commandment. And then the second one is like unto it, to love your neighbor as you love yourself. You can't love your neighbor if you don't love yourself. Most people that are, are bent out of shape with their neighbor, are, they don't, they're not loving their self. Hurt people hurt people. And so, so but I bet if you've seen that, have, have you ever seen James 2.8? It talks about the same thing. James was a brother of Jesus. He was the pastor in Jerusalem. And he said, yes, indeed, it's good when you obey the royal law of of love are found in scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, if you prefer, but if you favor some people over others, in verse 9, it says you're committing a sin. You're guilty of breaking the law. So we got to love everybody equally. You just don't love, you know, grandma because she cooked good fried chicken and biscuit. You know? When I was a teenager in, in church and the preacher said, you need to love God more than you do your mama. I said, wait a minute. Hold on here. Mama cooked some pancakes. 
and mama cooks good fried chicken, and mama takes care of this boy. But you know what? That's exactly what mama was supposed to do. But then I'm supposed to turn and look at God as my source, as my caretaker, because God gave me my mother and my father. Come on. And if you didn't have a good mother and father, God is your father. And he is your source, your caretaker. Your, and he's, that's who we rely on now as, as parents. Amen? So, so let's go to 1 John 4, 17, 21. We're talking about walking in love. And this is in the message again. And I want you to look, look at this just for a second. All right? God is love. When we take up permanent residence in our life of love. When we take up permanent residence in a life of love, we live in God and God lives in us. Permanent residence. That you're going to love God, you're going to love your neighbor, and you're going to love yourself. You ready to do that? Yeah, well, I don't know, Pastor. This is our foundation. Because I got two more points, and they lay on this. And it says, this way, love has the run of the house. Becomes at home and mature in us, so that we're free of worry on Judgment Day. Is anybody worried about Judgment Day? You shouldn't be if you're a Christian. Smile at somebody and say, ain't no judgment on me. I know that's not good English, but listen to me. The way, you know, my, my grandson, my house is a wreck right now. Okay, there's potato chips in the carpet. Uh, Pringles were dumped out. And I haven't had a chance to vacuum. And you walk on Pringles and you, I'm tracking Pringles everywhere. But my grandchildren have the run of the house. There's toys. I, I have to, I'm walking. And you ever stepped on something, you know, and, golly. Well, how am I, we going to let love to have the run of the house? We want to let the love of God have the run of, run of the house. That's what that's talking about. Just let it go everywhere in your house. This is your house. Let it clean out the closets. Let love in the, inside your heart. Let love clean out that wrong thought in those minds. And love start loving people. And so, so it's time that it become mature. Are you mature in love? Or you fly off the handle? Mm. so that we're worry-free. Our standing in the world is identical with Christ. There is no room in love for fear. Well-formed love banishes fear, since fear is crippling. Have you ever met anybody in all this mess, in all this mess that are crippled by fear? But even before people are crippled by fear, a fearful life, a fear of death, a fear of judgment is one not yet fully formed in love. Baby Luke's over here. He's not fully formed yet. Mama's still holding him. But how many of you are, are still a baby in the spirit? It's time to grow. It's time to grow in love. It's time to quit knee-jerking and reacting to just silly stuff. The stuff the boss says, the stuff happens at work. Stuff happens between you and your spouse. It's time to quit knee-jerking. It's time to get solid. It's time to get in the love of God and the Word of God. Amen?
Number two, it's time to live by faith. We're going to start. We're going to start a series on faith, but we have to maintain our love walk, or our faith is null and void. Our faith is empty. Well, what does that mean, Pastor? Well, well, faith works by love. And if you don't have love, then you don't, you don't, you're not walking in faith. So, and really, faith is believing in, adhering to, and acting upon. Because you can say, oh, I believe, and never act on it. Then you really didn't. Let's look at Romans 12, 3. I always go back to this, because this is a key. Because some of you sit here, and some of you watch online, and you don't think you have any faith at all. But look at this scripture. For I say through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought, but to think soberly, as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Everybody in here has faith. Now Wednesday night, if you listen to that, some have great faith, some have small faith. Some have strong faith, some have weak faith. Some have shipwrecked faith, the Bible talks about. And some have feigned faith or fake faith. They talk the right talk, but they don't walk the right walk. No, hallelujah, we just need to believe God. And they don't believe God for nothing, they just talk it. So faith has many different levels. And guess what? You can be up one day and full of faith and down the next. And it ought not be so, because it says we ought to be sober. We ought to be even killed with our faith, no matter what happens. Because we sang it. I, I, God is good whether I'm in the valley or on the mountain. And most people equate going in the valley when bad things are happening. And I was talking about Paul this morning. You know, he was shipwrecked. They finally swam. They, they got to the bank. Let's build a fire because we're cold. And a snake bites him. Well, he's going to prison on top of that. How bad does it get? I must not, he must not have been in the will of God. He was in the perfect will of God. The devil's trying to take him out. How many know the devil wants to take you out? You say, well, I really don't matter. You matter to your children. You matter to your grandchildren. You matter to your spouse. You matter to your family. You matter to your friends. You matter. There's a ripple effect. When something affects you, it affects everybody in your family. So it's time to ease, it's time to believe that God loves us. It's time to believe that, or that we can receive the love of God, that we don't have to fear death, we don't have to fear judgment, but we can love God and God will settle us and that we can live by faith and we can walk. Galatians 5, 6 says, faith works by love, I already quoted that. And James 1, says, be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. We've got to do the word. Do the word. In Romans, and we may talk about it next, in Romans chapter 1, he's writing to the Romans, the worst government of the day. And ours is not the worst government of the day. It's doing some crazy stuff right now, but it's not Rome. And Paul doesn't talk about how sorry Rome is. He talks about you as a believer need to live by faith. The just shall live by faith, he says. And you need to encourage one another with your faith. Did you know your faith encourages me? 
Man, when you stand on faith, I'm like, whoa, I can too. You see, I don't get jealous when somebody receives something from faith. I know if they got it, that just shores it up that I can get it too. Because God's not a respecter of persons. God doesn't love you more than me or me more than you. But He respects faith. That's what touches the heart of God. Faith in His Word. Faith in He said He'd do what He said He would do. That's basically what faith is. And so if we go to James, James back to James chapter 2, and I'm going to read in the Living Bible, and they're going to put it up in something else. So you see, it says, it isn't enough just to have faith. You must also do good to prove that you have it. Faith that doesn't show itself by good works is no faith at all. It is dead and useless. I'm going to stop right there just for a second. For me to say that I love you and I love everybody and I come over here and chew her out. I'm not doing right, am I? Well, you know, she understands I hate her gut, so it's okay. No, that's not. You say, well, that's just simple. No, but you know what? You may not say it, but it comes in there and you meditate on it. I've seen, you know, you ever seen somebody growl at somebody? I've had people growl at me, and I'm like, I'm just in line here. I'm waiting on my turn, too. Or I'm trying to, you know, you, 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 especially, boy, people get behind the wheel. They think they're bulletproof. Yeah, I told this story before, but it's three lanes interstate. And we're driving down the interstate, and this woman's blowing her horn. I'm like, Look over, I'm in the pasture side. What is she blowing at? I said, what is she blowing at? And she, and I'm trying to figure out, what is she blowing at? And she's in the middle lane. And five cars, five car lengths ahead, a car would get in her lane, she'd blow at them. That's her lane. She's blowing at people. She don't need to be driving, okay? She's she already mad, and she's just the people getting in her lane. So, so what I'm getting at is we need to maintain our love walk. We need to maintain our faith walk. And let me finish this in verse 18. But someone may well argue. You say the way to God is by faith alone plus nothing. Well, I say that good works are important too. For without good works, you can't prove whether you have faith or not. But anyone can see that I have faith by the way I act. Huh? Your love walk proves that you love God and you love His people. Are, you still, are there still some among you who hold the only believing is enough, believing in one God? Well, remember the demons believe this too, so strongly that they tremble in terror. The devil believes too, but they're not redeemed. We have to walk by love, walk in faith, and faith has acts and faith has Deeds, you can see faith. Huh? And so we need to operate in faith. Are y'all with me? All right. Number three. It's time to be led by the Spirit. We preach this and talk this. You know, when I, when I, I went to a church and they, I, I was raised a little Baptist boy, and I knew all the stories. I knew, you know, Moses built the ark and David killed Goliath. I'm, and it went right over your head. Y'all not listening. Noah built the ark. 
I knew all that. I knew all the good stories, but then I started, when I got in the Word, I found out that David didn't really kill Goliath with a stone. He killed him by faith. And you know, he had already proven God because he killed a bear and a lion. Folks, you just don't kill a bear and a lion. You know how powerful they are? I mean, even a small cat can grab you up and run off with you. Powerful animal. There was a guy in California, he was watching a football game on Sunday afternoon, and he has a 110-pound German shepherd in the backyard. And he's watching a football game, and something caught a glimpse in his eye, and he happened to look out, and a mountain lion had his 110-pound German shepherd in its mouth and went over the 8-foot fence. And he goes, that's my dog. That's how powerful that cat was. David killed a lion as a punk kid. Okay, I, I use that word, you know. My, my grandpa used that word for anybody that was under 65. Now, how old are you? And the man said, 62. He said, oh, you're just a punk. And I said, what? But my, my, my deal is, David as a young boy killed a lion and a bear. He did it by faith, trusting in God. God empowered him. How many of you ask God for power today? It's time to start asking him to empower you up here. In here, in your body. But how about in your spirit, man? Do you know you're just as much spirit as you are flesh? First Peter says you are lively stones. First Peter 2.5 Built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God. What, what, what does that mean? You haven't developed your spirit. We're supposed to walk in the Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. Amen? So what are we going to do to develop our spirit, man? Oh, God's always speaking to your spirit. God's always talking to us. And He's always giving you a witness of what you need to do. And it may go contrary to what everybody else is doing. And that's all right. It's not our place to judge you what you do if you're led by the Spirit. But guess what? There'll be fruit if it's God. Don't be too proud to back up and say, whoo, I missed it. So, so let's look real quick. Romans 5, 5. I put this in there because it talks about love again. And hope makes not a shame because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given to us. The Holy Spirit's going to, he's laying the love on you. You ever thought something? The Holy Spirit goes, eh, 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 don't, don't say that. That's the Holy Spirit. You need to be listening. Don't say that, don't, don't do that, don't think that, don't watch that. He'll tell you don't watch that. And so John 16, 5, and uh, you know the Holy Spirit is our helper, He's our comforter, He's our, our intercessor, He's our guide. He's our standby. He's standing by me right here. You know He's sitting by you. He's your standby. Man, I, I just don't feel like anybody, he's standing by. I, I just don't feel like, no, quit feeling. He's standing by. He's with you. He's your helper. He's standing by you. He's always there. Start acknowledging him. Say, you're welcome. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to get in the truck with me today. You're welcome to get in the car with me today. You're welcome to help me clean the house today. Holy Spirit, speak to me today. <coughs> Guide me today. 
John 16, 5 in the New Living says, But now I'm going away. Jesus said, I'm going away to the one who sent me. Not, uh, and not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. They're walking by sight. But in fact, it is best that I go away because if I don't go, the advocate won't come. If I go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of sin and of God's righteousness and in the coming judgment. And the world's sins, uh, and the world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. So guess what? Let's get this straight. Everybody listening, look at me real quick. Being an alcoholic don't send you to hell. It's wrong. Being adulterers don't send you to hell. It's wrong. What sin sends you to hell? Not accepting Jesus as Lord because He washes away your sin. Refuse to believe in Him. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world is already judged. There's so much more I want to tell you, but I can't, but you can't bear it. When the Spirit of Truth comes, He will guide you into all truth. And He will not speak. The Spirit of Truth is the Holy Spirit. You want to know the truth? Ask Him. How about we ask Him to reveal the truth of what's going on instead of griping about it? Facebooking it. Texting it. How about we ask Him to reveal the truth? He's the Spirit of Truth will guide you. And He will not speak of Himself. The Holy Spirit's always pointing to Jesus and pointing to the Father. That's the way we ought to be. Man, what do you got? I've had people say, what do you got? I'm working at a job. Something happened I should have cussed. You know, you ever had a splinter go through your britches and come out the other side and it's in, the, in your meat there? Man, what do you got? How come you ain't screaming and cussing? I got Jesus. You always point to Jesus. And not speak of his own, but he will tell you things to come. He will guide you in all truth. In verse 14, he will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. We heard that today. Hearing it now. And all that belongs to the Father is mine. This is why I say the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. Are you asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you? Are you asking, you know what, if you'll get into the Word, just read the Bible, the Holy Spirit will begin to speak to you, and He'll stop you and say, hey, go look at this. And He'll bring Scriptures to your remembrance. Because we need to be living by the Word in these last days. Not by our emotions, not by CNN, not by Facebook, not by Instagram, TikTok, or whatever it is. Bounce on the clock, I don't know. But my point is, it's the Word of God that's the only thing that's going to get you through. And you having faith in that word and letting the Holy Spirit guide you. Because if, if all you know is Jesus wept, then all you're going to do is cry. Huh? When we go to youth camp and you know, they'd say, does anybody know a scripture? And the kids, I know Jesus wept. The shortest scripture in the Bible is the only one they knew. If that's the only one you know, all you're going to do is cry about it. Come on. You need to know that no weapon formed against you will prosper. You know, know, know Psalms 91, that no evil shall befall you, neither shall any plague come near your dwelling. It needs to be coming out of your mouth, as Angie said. Angie's stomping up here like, you need to be saying it. Because it establishes it in your heart. You need to establish these things. 
quit griping and complaining and start declaring what God said about you. That you're an overcomer more than a conqueror. That you're successful because of the blood of Jesus. That you have right standing with God. That you're righteous. That you're right with God. See how this stuff just rolls? You need to let it learn how to roll, let it roll out of you. Who you are. I'm the right with God. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. See, the devil's trying to steal who you are with fear. I'm still a child of God. Even if I die, I'm going to heaven. I'm a child of God. But when I die, we're going to live and declare the works of the Lord. So Romans 8, 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Come on, sons of God, it's time to mature up. Let's stand to our feet just for a second. I want you to bow your heads and check your heart. Just clean, let's let the love clean, the love of God clean out your heart today. Father, we just thank you that you speak to our heart. Father, that you renew our love walk with you in a greater measure. That your word would live big in us. That our faith would grow. Oh, that we would come to understand we're more spiritual than physical. We are the children of God, made and created in your image. We have the Holy Spirit in our spirit. If you don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, will you raise your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me. I need to accept Jesus. Anybody, will you raise your hand? So let's do this. Look at me. Let's declare some things. Can we start declaring some things? Come on. Come on. We need to have a strong confession. You need to have a strong confession. That's why we're going back to, you know, we do, I, 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 I intentionally preach faith once a year. I throw it into everything. But we need to live by faith. And you need to learn to confess the Word. You need to learn to confess Psalms 91. You need to learn to confess who you are in Christ. Because many people don't know. Um, we sang that song. I'm going to test you though. What, what's your name? Introduce yourself to me. You are? No, say I say it. If, you, if I was new, you would say, how would you introduce yourself? I and what else? I'm, I'm, I'm putting her on the spot. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi, I am Becky Grubb. God says I am. God says that I am. Her and God are one. I am Becky. Her and God are one. That's who she is. That's who you are. You and God are one. Nobody in here raised a hand to get saved, so everybody in here is saved. So you and God are one. I am Brett. I got the I am that I am that I am is on the inside of me. And he's with me. He's with me always. He's with you. Now, now that'll change the way you live. 
Change the way you speak. Changes the way we act. God loves you. God cares for you. He never leaves you nor forsake you. So say it with me. Father, I thank you that you've given me the Holy Spirit who's with me always, who never leaves me nor forsakes me. He's with me always. He's the one who empowers me to live this life of righteousness, of peace, of joy, of power. Thank you, Father, for your life on the inside of me. Thank you for the love. Thank you for the faith. And thank you for the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Man, that message hits home today. What a time to pull close to God and to trust Him with everything we have. You know, maybe you're listening online today and you don't know if Jesus is the Lord of your life. You don't know if you're saved, but you're ready to make that commitment and turn your life over to Him. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 say that if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. It says that with our heart we believe into righteousness and with our mouths we confess salvation. So if that's you and you're ready to take that step and give your life to God, pray this prayer with me. Just say, God, I ask you to come into my heart right now. I believe that your son Jesus died for my sins, that he rose again, and that he is Lord. God, I ask you to be the center of my life and to leave my past behind and my sin behind me. Thank you for making me a brand new creation. In Jesus' name, Amen. You know what? If you prayed that prayer and meant what you said, you instantly, like that, belong in the family of God. And I just want to encourage you to find someone and tell them the decision you made. We'd love to hear from you. So send us a message from whatever platform you're listening on. Maybe it's Facebook, YouTube, our website. We'd love to connect you with the ministry leader about the next step now that you've given your heart and life to God. Well, church family, we love you. Don't forget, you can find all of your at-home resources and our updates about service info all online at LegacyFamily.info. We love you from all of us here at Legacy Church. Have a great week.